The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. Wife of mine. Hello, husband of mine. We're back again, then. It didn't uh, annoy you having to talk to me on our first show. We've got we've got an episode two. Well, I talk to you every day, which is unavoidable, and you annoy me then. So why not just put it out there into the world? No, I suppose that makes sense. That makes sense. Hello, everybody else, and welcome to check in at Power Palace. My name is Sai, and joining me, as always, is my lovely wife, my better half, Miss Sharon Korea. How are you, my love? I am good, thank you. How are you? Tired. I ache. Very, very busy day today. Oh. Yeah, that was, that was really, <laughs> really genuine there. Thanks a lot. <laughs> oh, man. For those of you who have not listened to our first episode, first of all, why the hell not? Go back and do it. It's in the archives. Check it out. Uh, this is basically just my wife and I just having a conversation. Uh, we tend to make each other laugh. So we thought, you know, maybe we'll make other people laugh. Or maybe we can talk about something serious and, you know, p- get people's opinions on different subject matters and so on. Whatever, really. Just a conversation with no real aim to it, no real points, just chatting away and uh, putting it out there. And people seem to enjoy episode one, Sha. We had some nice feedback, didn't we? Yeah, it was really nice feedback, actually. Really nice to hear that considering it's just us two rambling like idiots as we do every day it's nice to hear that it's for once for better term appreciated mm. yeah yeah that's very true it, it was good it was good we had plenty of people have a listen and it's nice to have some feedback as well people saying they enjoyed it and so on and looking forward to our second episode so here we are <laughs> episode indeed. two indeed indeed so then sha i thought today i would um just sort of mention and get your thoughts i guess because the date as we're recording is well it's lemmy's birthday first of all it's our cat lem's third birthday happy birthday little lem uh it's the 18th of august so the premier league has been back for about a week and a half two weeks roughly something like that isn't it uh since the last time we recorded anyway so i just thought you know we've been together a while you've seen me you know, watching football for that whole duration of our relationship. I just wanted to get your opinion. The Premier League's back. Are you happy? <laughs> it's it's the lesser of two evils. I, and I know I've said this to you before, sort of the longer we've been together, the more sort of you notice things and patterns and routines. But the, the Premier League being back is the lesser of two evils for you because it's bloody annoying all weekends with the football. But, I'd rather that than the alternative, which is how often is it usually six, eight weeks when there's nothing? And when I say nothing, I mean, as in there's no Euros, there's no World Cup, Mm -hmm. nothing. You are unbearable by the end of that. I 
I think I'm better now. I mean, okay, I, I appreciate, especially when we ran the ran a football club as well. Our weekends were like, you know, looking forward to our matches and the social side, and then all the, the football being on the telly and, and whatnot as well. Like, I, you know, all that sort of stuff. But I think in recent years, I've not been as bad, have I? You're only better now because you've got other things to fill your time, as in the podcasting you do. Um, just that sort of side of things now fills the time and it gives you a bit more freedom to do a recording potentially because there's not a football match that it clashes with. I think that's kind of taken over the weekend non-football boredom. Okay. Yeah, I suppose that makes sense. I suppose that makes sense. I was happy when the season started. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't uh, last long though, did it? <laughs> oh no, I was going to say I was I was happy when the season, you know, when, when football returned. But uh, yeah, that was kind of nipped in the bud relatively quickly. For those unaware, I'm a I'm a Manchester United fan for my sins, so we've not started the season particularly well. You know, it's it's not been our best ever start. Let's be honest. Um, how do you think I deal with United's current exploits? current as in what just this season or are we talking the past few seasons well okay well, let's go back then i mean obviously when you and me first got together united were a very successful football club and then we went we've gone through several years of slow deterioration and uh now here we are potentially the worst i've seen us in my lifetime i mean i've been following the club since since I was about 10, 11 years old. So that'd be, you know, very early 90s. 60 million years. Cheers for that. Thank <laughs> you. So, I mean, obviously we've been together a while and we've seen quite a few different eras, I suppose, or mini eras for Manchester United, the club that I support, or well, the club the house supports, because, you know, all of because our kids... Because you don't are United, eat if you don't. This is true. This is true. Do you want to tell that story about Liam? God, how how many years ago was it now? Let's say it's probably like ten years ago, maybe. Ten years, give or take. When he come home the one day saying, "Dad, I support Liverpool," and you was like, "I'm sorry, what?" <laughs> and he's like, "Well, my friend supports Liverpool, so I've decided I'm going to support Liverpool as well." And what's it he said to him? He said, "People who support Liverpool don't get fed in this house." This is true. And then you made tea. And didn't give Liam his tea. I didn't dish up any food, no. And well, it was there, there, wasn't it? It was there, but you never sort of presented it to him as mm-hmm. if to say, here's your tea. It was just, and he's like, where's mine? And you're like, well, you support Liverpool. You're not getting fed. Yeah. Work though. It's been a United yeah. fan since. A bit bully boy tactic, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, anyway, the, uh, the, the you know, our whole house are United fans for, for our sins. And uh, we've been through different mini eras of Manchester United, haven't we? When you and I first got together, Alex Ferguson was still the manager. We were still relatively mm-hmm. successful. We've then had the big change, which was a massive thing for me, Ferguson retiring, because in my whole life, he was the manager of my football club. Well, you know, yeah, I, same. So all I'd ever known. Yeah, yeah. So then obviously we had, we had Moyes come in and then all the other managers back and forth. And then... Things have slowly deteriorated, but we've had flashes of mini success, a couple of cups here and there, a Europa League, a second place finish and so on, which ended up being sort of false dawns, I guess. And now this is potentially the worst I've seen us. Yeah. 
So I'm curious to know, well, not just me, I know people, people who are listening are curious to know how it is living with me during those different periods, because I don't dive into much when it comes to my, my football fandom on any other show, really. No. Um, it's a real funny thing. It's been a real sort of up and down, obviously, for you living through it and for us having to live with you through it. Um, it's It's been a real up and down because with every new manager comes a bit of hope. Yeah. And each manager, it depends whether that hope has lasted a, a week or a month or whatever, <laughs> because I don't think hope has ever lasted a whole season with any new manager yet. Mm. And, and again, and this season's this season, I think has almost been worse. Yes. They've only played two matches, but it's almost been worse because for want of trying to explain it better, it's almost like you've been beaten down over the years with the different managers. <laughs> yeah, so okay. you know, you'd, you'd kind of just got to that stage of, Oh, do you know what is what it is? Whatever. And then we get a manager in Ten Hag that you're happy with and you're like, and, and you said it yourself, oh, I'm hopeful. I'm really, uh-huh. like, I'm actually looking forward to this. And you even said, I'll probably eat my own words, which you I mean, have. I, was, I was realistically hopeful, mind. I wasn't expecting us to win the league or anything like that. No, but, but I think even that had kind of been a bit drained from you mm. in recent seasons. But this is probably this has probably been one of the worst because you've been given a bit of hope again. <laughs> okay. And then quickly got shit on from a great height. Yeah. I I I think the the Brentford game was the lowest I felt as United fan in so so long. Yeah. And there's a lot of competition. <laughs> but it's just I think the thing is, isn't it? You sort of you build yourself up and it's that thing of, oh yes, a new manager, you knew who he was, you knew his um, history, so it's that excitement of he could be great for our team. Mm-hmm. So you do sort of get a bit hopeful and a bit like this could this could be exciting. This could be us on our way back up again. And literally within well, what was it, twenty minutes? <laughs> <laughs> twenty minutes. It was like, huh. Yeah, the, the honeymoon yeah. period was over very, very <laughs> early, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, whilst we're on the subject then of uh, of football, World Cup in the winter, Sha, looking forward to that? I mean, the advantage of the World Cup this year is, well, for me personally, although I'm saying this, I'll end up regretting it, is the fact that I don't have to have a summer of football. But isn't there a women's tournament next summer? Is there, is it? Is it the Euros next summer? No, they've just been just won the Euros, aren't they? Oh, sorry, I meant the World Cup. No, I think I so because COVID changed the COVID meant they played a year late, didn't they? Oh Lord, yeah, but see, I don't mind that so much because hopefully Liv will be getting back into it then. So that's not so bad. Mm. I don't mind watching the women. Being a mother of daughters, and especially a daughter who is so football crazy. That does it's double standard, I know, but that doesn't bother me as much. Okay. And I think the thing with the women's football is it doesn't feel as intense. Right. Because I think for you, when it's the men's, you'll watch anything, any game, any time, whatever. 
and I never stop you. I never say anything because it's very much, you know, with the World Cup and Euros, it's every other year. Uh-huh. So I don't get involved in what you're watching and who you're watching. But some of the games I look at, and don't ask me to name an example, but Joe, some of them you just look at and you think, why are you watching this? <laughs> like the republic of congo versus kuwait or some shit like that <laughs> yeah and it's like there's there's a lot of stuff i shut up about but when you start doing things like that it's like man i'm struggling now right <laughs> but that's the that's the advantage because it's in the winter i think my tolerance will be higher okay i mean you know yourself i'm very tolerant and that's a that's a poor choice of words tolerant because that makes it sound like a chore at the end of the day it's who you are it's i knew that's what i was going to be getting involved with so it's not an issue but there is only so much football i can handle and i do struggle in world cups right. but i think this year i'll be a lot more accepting of it because it is within the season yeah that's fair enough and the premier league's back on boxing day as well which is great so you don't lose your your, your christmas football because that's a big part of you know christmas for me yeah, and again, it's a part of our routine as well, isn't it? Our Boxing Day routine, which we've slipped into. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it kind of brings us, I suppose, to uh, something we had off Twitter as well. We had a few people message in, but this one kind of stands out now as we're discussing the football and the differences there. And it comes from our good buddy Steve-O, at Total Steve-O on Twitter. Uh, he asks, what hobbies or interests do you both have that neither one cares for? but allows to enjoy that hobby on their own stroke with a group of friends. Now, do we answer for the other person or for ourselves on that one? Well, both, I guess. If you, you know, I mean, I can think of something you do or, or you know, a, a lot of things I suppose come into entertainment, I guess, if you're looking at, you know, time spent and so on that we don't do together. And I look at some of the TV programs you watch and, I despise them with a passion. <laughs> yes. Real you Housewives know, uh, is your favourite, isn't it? Let oh my that. God. These people are fucking vile. What is, <laughs> what is their problem? They've got all that money. So why have they all got to act like absolute bastards all the time? But that's entertainment though, isn't it? If they all got on and everything was great, then that would be boring to watch. Who wants to watch that? I suppose I'm happy to watch these people who live a life that I could never imagine acting like complete dickheads because it makes me laugh. Mm. There's lots of different ones, though, isn't there? This this Real Housewives franchise, and it's like it's basically a group of ladies. For those who haven't seen it, how would you explain it, Shaz? It's like it's like a group of ladies from a certain city who are just rich and dickheads. Is is that right? Yeah, generally speaking, they're all rich. Yeah, and. It, it's it's a typical example of how the other half live, where they're just clueless a lot of the time. Mm. To ju- and it, just to basic life and sometimes even basic manners, they're just clueless. And yes. I love it. I, 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 don't, I don't even deny it anymore. I used to just sort of never talk about it. I don't care. I love it. They're not, not a lot of them are people I'd want to meet in real life because they're not pleasant people. But mm. I love watching them on telly. Yeah. Okay. I mean, again, it's each to their own, and you watch that, and I know I watch things that you you don't enjoy. But with with regards to that housewives program, I can't handle the arguing on it because. <laughs> yeah. it, and I'll tell you what, it's really funny. Now I think of it, to be fair, because one of my big hang-ups with 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 wrestling promos for a long time has been these two people absolutely hate each other, 
but then you watch them and they're taking it in turns to deliver their dialogue. So one person says, I'm going to beat you up and then waits for the next person to respond. Yeah. Now a, re- a real argument isn't like that. And that used to irritate me a little bit about how these, these conversations would go o- on a wrestling program. Now, having watched some of these housewife programs of yours, where they don't take it in turns to speak, and they're all just yelling at the top of their voices, uh, and you can't hear anyone because they're all talking at the same time. I'm like, no, I, I prefer the way it's done in, re- in the wrestling world. I think <laughs> the, the arguments, oh my God. And it makes me so cross. And I'm, sat, and I'm thinking, why do you want to watch something that makes we're, we're just vile people? I don't get it. But it's like I said, it's entertainment. That's literally it that I can count on one hand. I watch every single Housewives franchise. Every right. single one of them. Out of all of them, I can probably count on one hand how many of those people I'd actually genuinely like to meet. And that's not a good ratio, is it? Let's be honest, with the no. amount of people in these shows. No, it's not. It's not. But that's but that's my point. I don't watch it because I relate to these women. You know me. I don't watch much reality TV because it's not really my thing. Mm. I don't watch it for relatability. I watch it for entertainment. And because I'm nosy, I'm so nosy that that it really does satisfy my need to know everyone's business. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> What was but that reality like, show that I watched? What one? I watched a bit of uh, the, the bloke on the coach. Oh, that coach trip? Yeah, that was all right for a, a few weeks. You enjoyed one season of that, hmm. but you really enjoyed it. And then you recorded another season, and I'm not even sure if you watched it. I think you might have just deleted it. No, I gave it a try. It was shite. I mean, I was, I'm sat here thinking about it, and I say I don't like reality TV. No, generally I don't, but there is also quite a fair amount of reality TV I do like. Yeah, but it's like, it's the tip of the iceberg, though. You watch, to me, in comparison to me, you watch a lot of reality TV, because I don't watch any. Yeah. However, to some people, you probably watch a real small amount, because they'll watch, I mean, Big Brother's coming back soon, and then obviously you've got uh, The Jungle one, and... You know, all these other shows that are seasonal. But then you've also got these reality shows like the, the Housewives programs, like the Doctor and the, the, the Doctor as well, and uh, the, the, all this sort of stuff. Like, and there's loads of way is Essex as well. And yeah, yeah, all that Chelsea. sort of stuff. Yeah. I don't watch that. No. But then I no. do watch, I mean, I suppose I watch a different Married at First Sight Australia. I flipping love that. But, mm, I but can't you stumbled stand into that, didn't you? Oh, yeah, completely by accident stumbled into it and got addicted. Um, And I've watched every season since watching that season. Um, Married at First Sight UK, I can't stand because I can't stand the people. They're horrible people. Mm. And it's like ironic considering it's effectively our neighbours. And I love cooking programmes. MasterChef's on at the moment and I'm loving it. But I don't see MasterChef as a reality show. But it is kind of a reality show because these are real people. Even the celebrity ones, it's real people. Mm. It's not scripted. Yeah, okay. So there's the argument of, well, it is reality because this they're genuinely going through it. Yeah. No, no, I suppose that makes sense. Yeah, I suppose that makes sense. Is there anything else you do that, like Steve-O asked, is there anything else that you do as a hobby on your own or with a group of friends? That, I suppose the cinema, potentially. Well, the one thing that come to mind for me, obviously something that I do, it's on my own slash with friends, and I'll explain. 
reading was the big one for me like when i got oh, yeah. into reading it is something generally speaking you can only do on your own but the reason i say group of friends as well because of the book signings i go to yeah that's obviously when you do when your friends come into it and you go with however many people but that's the the book world is a huge part of my life even before releasing a book which you've never been a part of mm-hmm. which, which obviously that's fine but then it's the same with you and like watching things like i was gonna say doctor who but i suppose i do watch the new who but old doctor who's i can't stand it so you can go off and do that on your own i'm happy for you to do that on your own <laughs> You watch old wrestling, and it's like, if it's happened, generally speaking, I've got no interest. Right. Unless it's Adam Cole. Yeah, okay. All right, come on. (laughs) 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 Well, snap snap out of it. Come on, wait back up. (laughs) But... um... But yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things, isn't it? We've never been people who go off out and do things randomly, I suppose. Mm. We're we're very routine and we very much like our home. We sound like hermits, but we do. We like being in our own home and we like being in each other's company. So there's not many things I know, but it's 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 the same both ways, I suppose. Even things that don't interest us. That's what I was going to say. Actually, what I did think of saying about um, the book world. The, the the people who we are when i told you i wanted to write a book and obviously i spoke to you about it um i didn't have a laptop at, at the time and the first one of the first things you did because i think it was coming up to christmas wasn't me mm-hmm. one yeah. of the first things you did was buy me a laptop because that's kind of what we do none of us have got a hobby we may not enjoy each other's hobbies or whatever but we're very encouraging of each other's hobbies mm. And you literally went out and bought me a laptop to make sure that I had something that I could sit down and do it on. So I think I was borrowing my mum's, wasn't I, at the time? That's right, yeah. Yeah, you were. And you made sure I had one. And, you know, you, from from my point of view, any hobby like that I've had, you have been hugely supportive of. Obviously, the writing being the biggest thing. It, you know, you could have been at work all day, and if I'm sat there writing and you walk in and I go, oh, God, sorry, I've lost track of time, you're like, no, stay there, finish off what you're doing. And it, it's the same vice versa, you know, like with the podcasting, I very much actively encourage you to do that. Mm, yeah. Because yeah. because we are both not selfish when it comes to each other. I think we're selfish when it comes to our home, but we're not selfish with each other's time. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I get that. Sorry, I rambled a bit then. <laughs> no, no, no. It all, no, it all ties in. It makes perfect sense. Yeah, I, I suppose hobbies and interests for me very much are like you've already listed you know and my podcasts have come out of hobbies of my i watch old doctor who i love it so now we've got a podcast about it i watch old wrestling and now there's plenty of podcasts that involve me and old wrestling so it's kind of the way it works you know it's you know no no babylon fiver no babylon five give it a rest rob it's not, it's not, no. Uh, Steve also said, do we have a common interest with one another that surprised us when we first got to know each other? Again, that's a really tricky thing to answer because we've known each other since we were 16. Mm. And the little things, and again, you know, you've changed and your attitude's changed as you've got older, but one of your biggest hang-ups, I suppose, was the fact that you watch wrestling. 
as you got older, I know it's something you wouldn't have walked up to someone you don't know and openly spoken about it. Yeah. You just kind of sat back and just sort of like, oh, well, I knew you liked wrestling, so we didn't have to have that conversation. Mm, yeah. So it, so it's one of those really funny things of we knew enough about each other that I don't think there was any massive surprises. I think the yeah. thing that this isn't about interest, I suppose, but the thing that surprised me about you when we got together is I kind of always thought of you because I knew your reputation. <laughs> I always thought you were more of like one of the lads. Right. Okay. I'd grown up in a rugby club. So yeah. that my interpretation is he's one of the lads. It's another notch on the bedpost. It's another story to tell on Sunday morning. Right. And I was massively wrong about that. Massively wrong. Because that's not who you are. It's not. It's not who you are at all. That's mm-hmm. my own interpretation of you that was wrong. But a lot of people do have that kind of. Uh, maybe not so much now because I've got a much smaller group of people that I'm in contact with. But especially in my twenties, I guess a lot of people just thought they had an idea of me that was completely fucking wrong. It was. <laughs> yeah, you're a lot softer in the nicest way possible than you appear, and that sometimes you can come across. Right. Okay. And that's something obviously I learned the more we got to know each other. And it's like, okay, you're not quite who I thought you were. But it's, it, but it's like I said, it's difficult because were there big surprises with either of us? No, not really. The, nah. the wrestling was something I already knew anyway. I knew you liked football. I think, again, that it, it, that's why I was very accepting of those things because I knew it was who you were. So rather than fight against it, I mean, I said I never fought against the wrestling because I've loved wrestling my whole life. So mm. that was never an issue for me. But the football, it's like I never fought against it because I knew that's who you were. Yeah, I suppose right. it's more its more to you, isn't it? Because I don't know how much of an open book I was and I certainly never had your reputation. Mm, well, this is true. This is true. Um, I don't know really because I... I suppose I was a bit surprised in you turning around and saying about a couple of bands that you were just getting into when we first got together, because when we did know each other previously, when we were sort of 16, 17 or whatever, it was all take that Backstreet Boys NSYNC and some of the other ones whose name is A1. Was that a band? I was never into A1. How very dare you? Was that a band though, was it? It was a band, yeah. Okay. And Michael Jackson's nephews or something. Oh, they 3T, were I lived there. Yeah. See, that rings a bell. Yeah. Still okay, but they're... some of their songs now. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, then, you know, when we first got together and you were talking to me about, you know, some, I don't want to say lighter or softer rock bands in a patronizing way, but compared to some of the stuff I was listening to. Mm they were and again i suppose the stuff i listen to is lighter and softer to the stuff that steve-o listens to but there we go <laughs> yeah it's so I was, I was pleasantly surprised by that i didn't but think that, that we'd have that new. sort of link that was new though wasn't it and this is why i've always joked we wouldn't have worked prior to us actually getting together because mm. it's literally only been months when i was discovering all this new music i discovered 30 seconds to mars who 
I loved listening to before I even saw who it was. Yeah. So my passion for them stems from the music. And that's what opened the doors for me because, you know, you wouldn't find them on mainstream music channels. You'd have to watch Kerrang. Yeah. Which then opens the door to others. And like, like I knew who Velvet Revolver were because they were on Kerrang. Obviously, Slither was played all the time. Oh uh, yeah, oh, when and you first saw Slither, it was like it was like every other song was Slither on that yeah. channel. And like, th- like there's certain bands that I knew and was listening to, literally months before. So when we got together, I was very open to any and all of the music you threw at me. Mm. Whereas I wouldn't have been when we were 16. No, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Yeah. I reckon personally, you you know, somebody sort of tipped you off and you were like, oh, bloody hell. That's like Powell's available. I better start listening to some bands with guitars in just so I'm, I'm clued up ready just in case he speaks to me, in case I'm lucky enough for him to address me. If that was the case, I would have <laughs> never got into 30 Seconds to Mars because you didn't even know who they were when we started speaking. <laughs> That's very true. But I'd seen them, hadn't I? Yeah. Let's not talk about that. Oh, yeah. No, let's talk about it. I'd seen them and not even realised who they were because I was waiting. I think it was, I think I was waiting for Megadeth to come on after them or something at a festival. And I had no idea who this band were. And I, I just sat on the grass and, and watched them. It weren't until like years later we twigged that I'd actually seen them, wasn't it? Hmm. Mm. <laughs> yeah, because when you tweaked, I hadn't seen them at that stage, and I oh, was yeah. like quite bitter about it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, sorry, sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> our good friend Danny at Scottish Juggalo on Twitter. This is quite a good one. What is one thing you are each irrationally afraid of? And I know yours straight away. I know. I don't even need to answer that. You can answer that one for me. Werewolves 100%. and housework. <laughs> <laughs> wow wow so you've been listening to checking at power palace <laughs> next week <laughs> there will be no episode three nitro nights is being cancelled chain wrestling will come to an end <laughs> now werewolves yeah isn't it and it was it was all because of the thriller video is that correct yeah when because when did thriller come out it's something like 1984 wasn't it 84 like thriller yeah 84 um yeah because my mum was watching it on video downstairs and i crept downstairs and hid behind the sofa because our um door if you if you crawled round the door you could effectively crawl straight behind the sofa so my mum didn't know i was there and she had on thriller and i only know this because my mum's told me i've actually blanked it from my memory but um but yeah apparently when he turned into a werewolf, I screamed, scared the crap out of her. And ever since then, I have got the irrational fear of it. And I know it's irrational. My logic brain tells me, stop being so stupid. But even since we've been together, if like, um, I think I watched something like Dog Soldiers. Okay, that's a good it, film, that is. It's borderline comical of how they look, the same as Thriller, really. Now, I watched it. I didn't like it, but whatever. I could get over that. But the problem is it then plays tricks on me. So I'll ha- I have nightmares for weeks after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my logical brain knows it's stupid, but subconsciously it just haunts me. Like Teen Wolf. I can't stand it. <laughs> That's probably one of the worst. <laughs> oh, God, I hate it. Even but we went to... 
we went to Hazel and Ale- Hazel's my my sister for those listening. But we went to Hazel and Alex's, and he dressed up like Team Wolf. I know, <laughs> but that didn't bother you. It did. Did it? Yes, but you really think, considering what a pair of a holes you and Alex are, you really think I would have said something at that moment in time? Okay, no, fair point. Sort of, sort of like a self-preservation, I guess. Um, <laughs> Danny also asks, what are your honest opinions of London? Now, you and I have been to London together, but it's for music, isn't it? And I think it's only been once, hasn't it? Did we go to London for music? Yeah, High Voltage Festival, we saw Judas Priest. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. I- I'm not a fan. Not a fan of London? No. I've been a few times and I'm just, it's too many people. Yeah. And everything just seems long. Yeah. Getting from one place to another. Yeah. I just, it it seems really bad to say when I'm in London, not as much of an issue because I went to a book signing in London. Everything about that was fine. Not a problem. It's getting to and getting out of London. I have an issue with, I hate it. Hmm. Because it's easier to go on a coach than it is, or train even, but we went on a coach, than it is to drive. I get horrifically travel sick on coaches. So it's just not a good combination for me. No, no, that's fair enough. Yeah, see, for me, London, it, it is just, I mean, we went, I went to my mum and dad when I was really little and did the whole, you know, Big Ben, Trafalgar Square, all that sort of stuff. But I was so little, I can't remember that. But, for me, London's just going to see gigs. You know, the O2, uh, Wembley Arena, Wembley Stadium, um, West Ham's wrestling in London. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that was I sort of like... I remember travelling there and back, though, but I think mm. I went on the train, actually. But, yeah, I went and saw the wrestling in London. That was, uh, uh, like, sort of 2000, 2001-ish, wasn't it, sort of time? Was it Triple H, yeah. Angle was yeah. there and all that? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it's just seeing bands. That's what I, that's what I think about if I go to London. Because I, I don't... If if I was going down there to see a band, I would seek out the likes of Scottish Danny to meet up and say hi and whatever. But I wouldn't go there for any other reason, I don't think. Well, Rare next year's in London again, so maybe we could go and meet up with Danny. Rare and being like, a book signing. Uh, yeah, sorry, Rare being a book signing I go to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe we could do it just for that reason. Yeah, okay. Maybe Don't mind that. It gives you reason to go. Yeah, okay. Millwall Chris will have to come to us, though. We're not going to Millwall. Sod that. No, not if we're travelling to London. <laughs> Millwall's in London. Yeah, but I mean, like, wherever we are in London, I mean. Yeah, London is fucking huge, to be fair. Yeah. And long. Okay. <laughs> Yes, long, as you mentioned. Uh, and also, finally, from Twitter, we have Cam at CamGriff92. He says, if you could go back and experience one day together, what would it be? Mm, interesting. I, again, this is another one that I've been thinking about a lot. Because could I pick a day? Yes, I can. But it's one of those things of as time's moved on and obviously we've changed as people um, with COVID and everything, I just think, well, yeah, I'd like to go back 
and effectively if we could have one day again it would be our wedding day okay just to take it all in again no other reason because there would be no do-over there'd be nothing different just literally to be able to take it all in again Mm. yeah okay fair enough see wedding day was one of mine as well because i just think it was a great day We, we were very lucky with the weather weren't we and it was nice seeing everyone. And of course, we've got the big picture of everyone. I suppose it's the standard wedding picture, isn't it? Of everyone who was there yeah. kind of all together and whatnot. And then we jumped in the car, drove off to the hotel. And yeah, that was, it, was a, it was a great day. It was a great day. Uh, another one that popped in my head, though, was the day that we went to Download Festival for the day. Oh, I wouldn't do that again. Why not? Well, it's all right for Sam, who can get in the passenger seat and go asleep. No, I I get that side of it, but it was the whole <laughs> thing, wasn't it? Us getting there crazy early because you want to see Pop Evil, who are on at like eleven a.m. or some some crazy start time, and then obviously Kiss uh, a headline in as well. Were Motley Crue there that day? Yeah, I yeah, so. Crue as well. I mean, it was a great lineup, wasn't it? The whole day was really really good. The weather was good. All the bands were fantastic. It, it was just really nice. Just me and you both seeing bands that we both enjoy. You know? Yeah. No, that was good. No, I can uh, agree with that from that point of view. Yeah, and Kiss were fucking fantastic. Um, <laughs> and of course, you bumped into the bass player for Pop People as well, didn't you? What, did, what is it I say? I've got, if I wasn't happily married, I'd worry for myself because of my stalker tendencies. Yeah. And I told you when we were stood there, he's here. I know he's here. And we were stood, if you're looking at the stage, we were stood on the left side, wasn't we? And I kept nagging at you, can we just go over to the right side? Just got a funny feeling he's over there. Where did we bump into him, Si? There. On the right side. Mm, yes. But I don't know what, why. Just something in me was telling me he was over there. I'm not psychic and I'm not trying to claim I'm psychic. But something in me was telling me he was over the other side. Mm. And it was that thing of, okay, they're playing early in the day. We know they're going to be effectively just festival punters for the rest of the day. They're going to be taking in the bands themselves. He so told the, me he was going to hang around because he wanted to see Crew and Kiss. Yeah. So it's that thing of the chances of bumping into this guy. You're in a field with 100,000 people in it. The chances of bumping into this guy, is in, it's like, you know, needle in a haystack sort of time, you know? But you still have that little bit of optimism that it might happen. And it did. And it was like, cause he was a lovely fellow as well, wasn't it? Again, yeah, really, nice. you know, really, really top bloke. Yeah. I, I really, it was really nice meeting him. Mm. And from my point of view, because I was, I was, and still am a huge fan of his personally. I, I, I think the world of him, um, I'm glad that I didn't go into fangirl mode and either not able to talk or talking crap. I and probably did talk yourself. crap. <laughs> yeah, because I, I do have this thing of saying the wrong thing at the wrong time. Mm. That's a whole different podcast, though. Yeah, it is. Completely. <laughs> uh, finally, as well, I think this is uh, mainly addressed to you, I think. Uh, Cam says, any embarrassing stories, be it drunken antics or just sigh? Brilliant. Cheers, Cam. Again, it's one of those things that even thinking about it, it's like, can I be specific? No, because you embarrass yourself so much (laughs) that I I can't 
think of one specific moment mm. because you're always doing something. And it, again, it's that thing of there's so many things that I genuinely can't even think of what I, I mean, I, I can think of a few, but I really don't think they're ones that should be put out in the world. Okay. <laughs> Give me a hint as to what you're thinking and I'll say if it's okay or not. Um, Matson. What happened in Matson? Um, the no floorboards. Oh God! Oh, that's all right. I don't care about that. Really? Yeah, I had an upset stomach. I don't care. You didn't have an upset stomach. You drank too much. <laughs> no, it, it, this is when it was coming out of both ends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. No, I had an upset stomach. I was, I was being sick. I was heaving, which was firing out the back end like a. And the funny thing is, so that that's basically the long and short of the story. So I had an upset stomach and when he was leaning over to be sick in the toilet, basically he was shitting all over the floor. And my feet. And his feet. <laughs> <laughs> but that like that's bad enough. He cleaned himself up, but the worst of it is they hadn't put any flooring in. And we was like no. on the verge of moving out at that stage, wasn't we? So yeah. they'd never put flooring in, in the bathroom. And it was the wooden slats on the floor. <laughs> So, so basically, Sai left a part of himself there, even when we left. Yeah, the, it wasn't a pleasant time. I mean, don't, that makes us sound gross and dirty, right? That's not the case. I was just... No, you couldn't have cleaned it, even if you wanted to. No, I sprayed stuff and all that, trying to do what I could. Yeah. But, but they deserved yeah. it, to be fair. And like, I wish you'd like, shit in the pipes or something. <laughs> yeah, that bloke was an asshole. And his missus pair of fucking pricks do you remember that time after we sort of left where we were living and he was in the shop and i popped in there and i didn't even realize because of course he basically we're not gonna go into details or names or addresses or anything like that but effectively when th this this ex-landlord of ours uh effectively turfed us out on the street when sharon was what eight and a half months pregnant oh yeah i was due i think two weeks after yeah so effectively we, we were happened. homeless like yeah and uh he was a shit ice, let's be honest. He was a spineless piece of crap. His, his, his missus was a mafy bitch, and he was a yeah, and he was a spineless, but he used to give it a bit of the big one. And um, we walked into the shop, me and was it our lives? It was, wasn't so. it? Walked into the shop, and he was there paying for his stuff. Uh, no, he was just going up to the till, and apparently, well, I saw this bloke drop his stuff and run. I didn't even twig who it was. It was Liv who explained who it was, and he literally ran out of the shop and left his kids in the shop because he saw me come in. Because he thought I was going to batter him. The thing is, sort of to cut a long story short, they they did give us notice of eviction. Wasn't happy because it turned out I was like, you know, due two weeks after the date we were supposed to move. But whatever, it is what it is. That was what it was. They did everything properly and by the book in that regard. The thing that caused mm. the problem is the fact that we moved out. We didn't do a midnight flit. We had a date to be gone. The weekend before the date we were due to be gone, we moved all our stuff out. The plan was to go mm -hmm. back and tidy up because we hadn't moved out fully because we was going to leave the house yeah, was... we found it. Yeah, there's still and, a lot of our gear in there. Yeah, and they basically got told by someone that we did a midnight flit. They let themselves in and was chucking all of our stuff into carrier bags and they wrecked so much of my stuff into carrier bags mm. throwing it out on in the front garden 
and again, I really can't. I'd had a stressful pregnancy with Charlie because of uh, you know one thing and another is a stressful pregnancy. I'm not a timid person by nature, but because I'm concerned about my pregnancy, I just very much took everything they had to say, and I didn't. I didn't say or do anything basically which now I heavily regret because I found out after that apparently she was she knew people I think what she didn't know is that I knew pretty much all of the local rugby club and if I'd gone and said something especially in the condition I was in they could have known all the people in Gloucester and they still wouldn't have come out come out looking good and that's what infuriates oh yeah they they were very much they were like the Jeremy Kyle clan as well, weren't they? They were very much like yeah. scumbaggy kind of people. And oh, we know such and we know this name, we know that so name. We're going to get you in so much trouble. So oh, fuck player. off, mate. Do you remember? My nephew is a rugby Ooh, player. Ooh, he can catch and run. Well done. <laughs> my brother's a rugby player. My dad's a rugby yeah. player. Half the people I know are rugby players. Like, is this is this a competition? Not even that that statement. Sorry, that statement. Yeah, that's that statement in itself. So I know a rugby player. Fucking hell, all right. What's that mean? Do you know what I mean? He's a rugby but, player. I'm what? But that's what I'm saying. Like, like he's some kind of, you know, just because he plays rugby for a certain club, he's some kind of gangster. Do you know what I mean? But that, but that's what I'm saying. And and I would, I, I don't regret how I acted because, again, heavily pregnant. Um, but things like that, I look back on and it really does get to me that I think, oh, like if I'd known that that, that was what she was threatening then I would have gone over to rugby club, which mm. was even I could have walked it there heavily pregnant. And I would have gone and said something because it was a Saturday and they was all there. And like I said, a lot of them know me. And even if they don't know me, all of them know my dad. And they would have took one look at me and well, they would have literally had the door off the hinges. Think, yeah. I just think the whole thing was just so st- such a stupid statement. Oh, I know this rugby player. Oh, grow the fuck up, love. Pathetic. But there right we go. Off on a um, oh, I didn't say what my rational fear was. No, you didn't. Um, rugby players. No, <laughs> <laughs> my rational fear is yeah, yeah. <laughs> now my rational fear, I suppose, would be heights. I, I'm really, really crap on heights, aren't I? But I don't think that's irrational, though. Okay, because, because you could fall and die. Now, don't get me wrong; you're very dramatic when it comes to heights. This is true, but I don't. I wouldn't count that as irrational because that's a very rational fear. Yeah, but, that's true. I get you. I mean. I do get concerned about heights that I suppose other people don't think are too high, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, potentially. Like, you don't like using ladders is probably a good example. It can be the safest ladder in the world and you won't use it because you don't like effectively leaving the ground. Yeah, you're spot on, actually. That's a good way of putting it. I don't like... Maybe not just not not leaving the ground, but the ladder thing is... is You know, that's spot on. The ladder thing is... Maybe the ladders are my irrational fear. I don't like ladders. <laughs> Maybe it is. You just don't like ladders. That's your irrational fear. That's not heights, it's ladders. Yeah, that's the issue. That's the issue. I can be as high as I like, as long as I haven't got to go up some rickety steps. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Ah, okie doke then, Sharon. Um, I guess we'll leave it there for this week, shall we? Yeah. Okie doke then. Okie doke. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at powell palace pod that's p-o-w-e-l-l palace pod uh and you can find me at sjp words on twitter and uh, i suppose one of the most important things you can do is also follow the network that carries at powell palace pod 
uh, and that's at SJP World Media on Facebook and Twitter. Sha, do you want to let everyone know whereabouts they can find you and where they can find RBF Luxuries and get themselves some bloody lovely goodies? So you can find my shop, for want of a better term, um, RBF Luxuries by Sharon on Facebook or um, on Twitter, it's at RBF Luxuries. And for my personal one, I suppose, my Twitter is at Sharon Korea 13 that's Korea spout C-O-R-R-E-I-A. Yep, exactly. Lovely stuff. And as I said, at Powell Palace Pod on Twitter, and you always find your, your links to RBF Luxuries and everybody else via there as well. Awesome stuff. Okay. Sha, I suppose we'll sit down again. Well, we'll sit down again in about five minutes' time when I come downstairs, I guess. <laughs> but we'll sit down again with microphones <laughs> in about another fortnight, I suppose. Yeah, and you can tell us all about your no. Is it this one? The next one's just before you go to Stone Dead, isn't it? Or is it after Stone Dead? No, it'd be no. I'd have been. To, yeah, I would have been to Stone Dead, so I can tell you all about my experiences going to going to the festival this year. Yeah, looking forward to yep. it. Looking forward to it. Great stuff. Okay, then, Sha. I will speak to you in a moment. And to everyone okay. else, as always, thank you for listening. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to my mum and dad. Join us next time on Check-In at Powell Palace.